Welcome to the Crystal Sparks Podcast. We are so glad you are here. Our one goal of this podcast is to grow your faith and help equip you to accomplish your dreams and your goals. Now here is Crystal Sparks. Today we're going to talk about our heart. You know, the heart was so important that in Matthew 12, 34, uh, Jesus says, For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Proverbs 4, 23 tells us to keep our heart with all diligence, for out of it flows the issue of life. Proverbs 10, 11 says, The mouth of righteousness is a fountain of life, but the mouth of the wicked conceals violence. In Psalms 14, 1, it says, Fools say in their heart there is no God. See, it refers to our heart time and time again. So the heart is pretty important to God. And and I believe that the biggest thing that makes our heart toxic is unforgiveness and bitterness. I think if we're not careful, we can slide into this place where all of a sudden we're walking offended. And when we're walking offended, our heart becomes toxic. So I want to ask you a few questions as we do this. You know, whenever you go to the doctor's office, one of the first things they do, whether you are a baby or whether you're up there in age, is the first thing they do is they put on the stethoscope and they listen to your heart. They they listen to it from the front and they listen to it from the back. It doesn't matter if you came in for a stuffy nose. It doesn't matter if you came in because you're having problems with your blood sugar. One of the first things they do is they check your heart. And I think in our lives that sometimes when we're seeing symptoms start happening, we're so good at just trying to make the symptoms go away. How do I make this anxiety stop? How do I make this marriage problem go away? How do I fix this problem with my kids? And what if we approached it in the same way as the Bible? What if we begin to check our heart? So I want to ask you a few questions to see how you're doing as far as it goes as unforgiveness. I want to ask you this. How do you respond when people get promoted? Oh, that was not a good one, right? How do you respond when people get promoted? So often what we do is we think that we're over it and that our heart is good. But then when the person that we've had a hard time loving, the person that, you know, is always late to work, they kind of don't do their job all the way, or maybe somebody who has done something wrong to us, we get word that they got promoted, that they got something good that happened in their life. What comes out of your heart when those things happen? That is one of the best moments for a heart check. Another thing, another question I want to ask you is, do you avoid going places where people who hurt you are? One of the biggest things that we do when our hearts start to become toxic is we begin to build our lives around avoiding those people. We begin to change the places that we go. We begin to avoid going to certain events just because we don't want to see those people. And if you find yourself doing that, then you've got a heart problem. Another question I want to ask you is do you continuously find yourself being judgmental and critical of other people? Heart check, right? If you find yourself constantly being judgmental and critical of other people, the problem probably isn't them. The problem is you. So I want to talk to you about a few things that offense does. Offense is this. If I could just make up my own definition, it's this. It's totally unproductive, uh, unproductive response to situations. It steals our peace, joy, and our power, and yet produces nothing. It takes everything and gives nothing in return. And so many people walk around completely offended. In Matthew 13, 41, Jesus said when God comes back again, that he's going to send his angels and they're going to gather up all the offense. Here's why he's saying that. It's because in heaven, there's not going to be offense. We can't walk in offense because God is love. And so if we walk in that kind of love, we 
can't let ourselves get offended about everything. But offended people are selfish, right? Because everything's all about you. Whenever you're walking in offense, everything that's said, you immediately think it's about you. Everything that's done, you think it's all about you. It's kind of like that Willie Nelson song, instead of you were always on my mind, <laughs> it's kind of I was always on my mind. You think everything's a personal attack, that they didn't invite you to the party because they don't like you. Well, no, maybe they just didn't think you would like the party. You think that everything's about you. Well, they didn't say hi to me. They must not like me. Well, maybe they just didn't see you. Maybe they had bad news on their mind and maybe something bigger was happening. Maybe it wasn't really about you at all. But selfish people are also insecure. They take everything as an attack. They wear their feelings on their sleeve. They live their lives governed by their emotions. And the sad part in that is they continuously are offended. Here's the other thing is that offended people are negative. They believe the worst instead of believing the best. One of the translations, I believe it's the message translation when it's talking about in 1 Corinthians 13 about what love is. I love that it says it doesn't think about itself first. It believes the best hopes the best. And here's the thing is that when we're walking in God's love, we don't believe the worst about people's actions. We're not continuously jumping to the negative. When our heart check is clean, then we believe the best in people. Instead of filling it in and in a line of defense and then going and telling everybody how bad they hurt us, we believe the best instead. We become their advocates, their biggest cheerleaders, instead of being the ones um, saying that they had done something wrong. Another thing that I want to say about offended people is offended people are an easy mark for the enemy. They are so easily overcome by the enemy because anything will get them into a negative tailspin and all of a sudden they begin to isolate themselves. See, people that are offended isolate from everyone and everything. The enemy's main objective for your life is to separate you from people that are going to build your faith. So it's no wonder when we're offended, the enemy wants us to get out of church. The enemy wants us to leave that community group. The enemy wants us to leave that group of friends. Why is that? Because the enemy knows that if he can separate you from people of faith, he can take your faith out little by little. I love this. Are you getting something out of this? The next thing that happens is offended people miss God's plan for their life. Offended people miss God's plan for their life. Here's the thing is that the enemy loves loves, loves, loves when we start to divide against each other. I love in the Bible, it says in James 3.16, it says, for wherever there is jealousy, envy, and contention, rivalry, rivalry, and selfish ambition, there will also be confusion, unrest, disharmony, rebellion, and all sorts of evil and vile practices. I love in one translation, it says, for wherever there is jealousy, envy, and contention, there is every evil work. So I'll say this, that whenever you start Start walking in offense, every evil work begins to come upon your life. But whenever there's unity, all of a sudden God's presence and his power begin to show up. Think about Jesus. He says where two or more are gathered in his midst, there in together, there he is in their midst, right? So here's the thing: is that if the enemy knows that when we get together and we're united, then God's power and his presence are gonna show up. What is the first thing he's going to do? He's going to want us to get our hearts toxic, right? He wants us to get in a place of offense, to get critical, to get negative, to get insecure. And then when we start walking in that, we are a target for the enemy. So how do we begin to get over this? What do we do? Number one, we need to pray. 
we need to pray. The first step of getting a healthy heart is recognizing that you cannot do it on your own. You know, I can't tell you how many times I've had hurtful, awful things happen to me. Um, just even from my upbringing all the way through to now being in ministry for 17 years, I've had a lot of hurtful things happen. And what I do is every single time I take it to God and I pray. I take it to God and just let God know, God, unless you help me, I'm not going to be able to let this go. God, I thank you that I'm going to be able to love people and forgive people in the same way that you love and forgive people. I love in the scripture in 1 Timothy 1, it says that God filled him with faith and love. I love that so much because when we rely on God, he's faithful to fill us not just with faith, but he's also faithful to fill us with his love. The second thing that we need to do is study. See, I believe that there is power in God's word. And when we begin to study on whatever issue is battling in our heart, then all of a sudden God's love begins to come on the inside. So if we're struggling with unforgiveness, there's nothing more powerful than reading words about God's love. There's nothing more powerful than beginning to declare God's word over those people and over those circumstances. When you begin to find out what God's word says about love, then all of a sudden you can't keep that bitterness any longer. You'll begin to let it go. The third thing that we need to do is we need to move on. You know, every time that the enemy comes and he gives you a chance to be offended, a chance to get your heart bitter again, it doesn't mean you have to take it. You can decide, nope, I've already done that. I've already, I've already gone through that and I'm not going to do it. I'm moving on with my life. You know, there's so many times in my life that I'm reminded of negative things people have done to me, hurtful words that they have said, and I make the choice that I'm not going to stay in that place of pain. I'm moving on to God's victory. And in your own life, I don't know what's happened to you. I don't know the bad things, but I can tell you this, that it's not worth the plan and the destiny that God has for your life. I want you to make up your mind in advance that you're going to move on into all that God has for you. So, hey, I hope you got something out of that. How's your heart check going? Did you test out good? Are you clean? I hope so. And if not, let me just tell you, as you begin to do those three things, everything will begin to shift and to change. Thank you so much for listening to today's content. If you would like to further connect with Crystal, text the keyword CRYSTAL to 33733 and follow the prompts. We are so thankful you are a part of our community. Let's do something awesome for God this week.